One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The Big Chief with a badge, a cattle prod and a head on a stick. <laughs> Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. It was just two short years ago that Britain voted to leave the European Union. Today, the threat of revenge and retaliation goes on. EU tariffs come into force on everything from whiskey to motorbikes, from jeans to peanuts on this very day. Is a full-blown trade war between the European Union and the USA actually on the cards or is it all hot air? Meanwhile, Airbus is the latest company to threaten to leave the UK if a no-deal Brexit ends up being the result next March. It's not much of a surprise and the big question is, is it just more propaganda. 0344 499 1000. We'll be talking to Matt Kelly, the editor of The New European, coming up very shortly. Coming up later on, we'll be finding out whether fruit picking is actually a decent job, uh, as anyone in a job centre will apparently tell you, uh, at the behest of all ministers in the government, whether Instagram influencers really influence anyone. And Chris Kamara joins us later on with some high hopes for England in the World Cup this weekend, accompanied by some World Cup pies. 0344 499 1000. And because it's Friday, we'll have another sparkling edition of the Perrier Awards and Katie Perrier is here to deliver them in her own inimitable fashion. Very good morning, Miss Perrier. Good morning. And of course, uh, it's as usual an homage to my broadcasting brilliance. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and Katie Perrier on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. So the story so far, Katie, is that two years ago tomorrow we voted to leave the European Union. You'll be surprised to know that I was in attendance last night at a very posh party at the National Liberal Club, uh, hosted by Matt Kelly, the editor of The New European, for all sorts of people who kept telling me, we're going to win, you know, Brexit's not going to happen. And I had to say to many of them, I'm sorry, I don't think you get the idea that you've actually lost this one. When I was at breakfast the other day, we were talking about this new word in Westminster kind of bubble, which is called Brino. Brino? Yeah, Brexit in name only. Really? Which is, we will Brexit. Yeah. But the it won't actually is, mean anything. It won't really mean much. You see, I've been saying this for ages, though. I've been saying it doesn't matter to me whether we leave the European Union or we don't. Nothing is really going to change that much. Not everybody agrees with me, but let's talk to Matt now because he's very kindly joined me. Uh, his party was very well attended, but it was also very sensibly uh, shut down at eight o'clock where we all had to go somewhere else. Oh, let's find out if you went on somewhere else and got a hangover. <laughs> Matt, very good morning to you. Hi, Matt. Good we, could, we could only afford to pay the bar bill till eight o'clock. <laughs> oh, you blame that on Brexit as well, <laughs> no doubt. One of the best moments, actually, was Alistair Campbell was speaking in some he started heckling him, saying, shouting rubbish from the far side of the of the, uh, of the fence, and he said, "This is a national liberal club full of liberal elite. Have some have some uh, respect for it." It was very funny, but it was a great do, Matt. But it was full of Thank people you. who seemed very certain that Brexit ain't going to happen. Well, I, th- I mean, I think I th- certainty is probably the wrong word. I think uh, optimism and still a vestige of hope that it might not happen is 
is the right uh, phrase. Uh, and, you know, I think we've got to... People who believe that Brexit is a, a calamity have got to keep believing that it can be stopped despite some evidence to the contrary. You know, we saw this week, I thought, a very bad moment for people if you are... If you believe in the Remain cause, as I do, um, Dominic Grieve kind of wimping out of, of, of challenging uh, Theresa May and the crumbling of, of what seemed to be a you know, potentially useful coalition of people against Brexit in the Houses of Parliament. So, mm. so that was a, you know, I felt that was a bad negative uh, day for, for people like me. But it's a long game, this. And I keep saying this, uh, and apologies if I've said it on this show before, but nobody knows anything. Right. And only a mug would predict what the events of the next 12 months are going to, to, to uh, bring out. Because if you look back at the last two years, it has been the most extraordinary roller coaster of completely unpredictable uh, events. It has have, indeed. And what about this Brino idea that Katie was mentioning? Have you heard this uh, phrase? Yeah, yeah, I have. And uh, I think it's highly likely. And, do you know, I, I was listening to Jacob Rees-Mogg uh, on the Today programme uh, yesterday, and he was, you know, his, in his rather self-satisfied way saying, this, this is a great moment now because it means for sure we are going to leave the European Union. And that was debunked later by people like Matthew Paris and that. But what chilled me was when Rees-Mogg said, this is all that matters, is that we leave. We'll work out the details later. We'll work out the consequences later, the trade deals and all of that. But the big thing is we're going to leave. And there are a lot of people who think like this, that the important thing is just to leave the European Union for the sake of leaving, without any care or attention to what that means for us. And I think people have got to realise that we are being directed by a dogma here, an anti-European dogma that has existed in the Tory party for 40 years and has finally bubbled up and, and won its day. But don't be kidded by thinking that leaving the European Union is a strategic choice for this country to make us all wealthier and happier. It isn't. It's because people in the Tory party, a certain section of people in the Tory party are deeply hateful of the whole European project. And, don't and don't you think, though, Matt, that the Brexiteers, though, are just saying that because they want to save face? Because when she did that backstop deal in December, they pretty much kind of signed away the, the opportunity of that hard Brexit. And therefore, they're trying to save face. They're doing two things. They're one saying, look, the most important thing is just to leave because that's what people voted for. And secondly, they were, will at some point, and it started a little bit, start saying this is a betrayal because this isn't quite the Brexit that we uh, signed up for. But we'll go along with it for now and we'll sort it out later on. Yeah. Aren't they just trying to save face because they're kind of losing the row over the hard versus the soft Brexit, if, if that's such a thing as this? Yeah, well, I think I think what's going on is that they, they realise that to pursue the hard Brexit openly right now, or even the no-deal Brexit, which is what they secretly want, to pursue that is not going to get through Parliament. But if they can fudge and fudge, and if they can convince Theresa May to get the whips to do the deals and to get people like Dominic Grieve, who should have shown more backbone, because he doesn't believe in this at all, to back down and to acquiesce, then they can get the thing done. And then, as Rhys Mogg said yesterday on radio, then all everything's open. Then it's up to Parliament and successive governments to make it as hard or as soft as we like. But they are... They are desperate. And do you remember when Farage said he was coming round? It was about six months ago, maybe. He said he was coming round to the idea of a second referendum. Wasn't he and joking was, when he said that, though? No, 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 he wasn't. Because I, I don't think he was. I think he, he was saying it for two reasons. One was he desperately wanted to get back on the on centre stage, mm. and that would be a, a platform for him. But he was getting genuinely panicky that actually 
what was happening was this, this you know, this Brexit in name only. And I think that is probably where mm. we're headed. Well, uh, see, that's it. Well, what, the other interesting thing, and I, I don't wish to, to, to point to you as the spokesperson for the, 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 the Remainers, but basically you've now changed your tune from saying everybody knows it's going to be a total disaster if we leave the European Union to actually, uh, oh, nobody knows what's going to happen, which is a different no, position altogether, isn't it? No. No, Mike, no, it's not. I think if we leave... The, my position has been really consistent, which is if we leave the European Union... I think Brexit is a bad idea, full stop. I think to leave without a deal is possibly set, sending us to a, an industrial ice age, you know, an absolute catastrophe. And we can talk about Airbus in a second. Well, Tim hope. Martin doesn't agree with you, but that's another story. Uh, yeah, that will, that will, you know... God, you know, if we, if we are reliant on the philosophy of people like Tim Martin to produce a successful century ahead of us. Well, he runs a very successful business, I have to say. He runs a group of pubs, mate. But, you know, and and that's fine. But he is, this is the guy who thinks that the strategic future is based around deciding not to sell French champagne, but to sell English sparkling wine instead. You know, these are idiotic. Some some people would call that patriotic. Well, well, they may do. And, and you know what? I know she weren't serving any French champagne last night. I had to make do with a glass of cheap rosé. It was, yeah, but it was cheap French rosé. <laughs> anyway, the, the point is that, you know, when we throw in lines like it's patriotic, I think that that is damaging, actually, to a sensible debate because it's what's unpatriotic about me wanting to make my voice heard about saying I think we'll sleepwalking towards a real disaster. I, I'm as patriotic as anybody. But I you've just said nobody knows what's happening. You can't have it both ways. You can't say nobody knows what's going to happen at no, the no, same no. time no, as saying said, we're no, sleepwalking no, to no, a disaster. No, let me no, let me let me qualify it then or to make it clearer. What I said is is if every if anybody thinks this is a done deal in the next twelve months, they're nuts because nobody knows what will happen in the next twelve months. That's what I that's what I mean. I just the history of the last two years would prove me right because it has been completely Oh, he's had his line cut by the Russians. Never mind. We'll get him back. (laughs) We will get him back. I love this idea of the Brexit in name only because I've always been of that opinion that actually the vast majority of people in this country are not going to be as affected by us leaving the European Union as you might expect everybody who is saying that we are going to be affected. You know what I mean? I think we've got him back. Matt, sorry there. I think the Russians got you. I think Rhys Mott just got (laughs) into the old... uh... He's a powerful (laughs) man. He certainly is. He's got powerful friends. Sure. But... um... But yeah, no. I mean, my point is that it's highly unpredictable, and that's why people shouldn't lose lose any hope. That if you do believe as I do, it's a, it's a very calamitous uh, possibility. Then then you shouldn't lose faith. I mean, indeed, there's a fantastic march in in London on uh, Saturday, as you said earlier, the second anniversary, yeah. and tens of thousands of people will be out in central London marching to protest against Brexit. This so is why I leave think... town at the weekends, because all these people yeah. are bloody marching around. Every weekend we've got somebody marching around for some dopey yeah. reason. Hi, guys. Good to have the green team back together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not what Katie says. Especially on National Kissing Day. No, yeah, National Kissing Day. I just think she's terrified. Yeah. And David Jiddle is not here either. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what do you want to say, Hugh? Uh, I'm just so so tired and depressed about all this... Remain, leave nonsense. So, as you said, it's two years now. Yeah. Um, we pay our politicians to do their job, and it's time they stopped moaning like spoiled children and got on with it. Uh, and to hear sort of uh, businessmen saying that 
things like the Irish border are insoluble. It's, I put him on a boat to Europe and uh, with a one-way ticket and not let him back in again, frankly. Well, you see, this is what I don't like, though, about the way that this argument is being conducted. Surely we can have a much more well-intentioned and sort of intellectual argument about where we end up rather than hating whoever's on the other side of the fence. Well, to do that, we've got to look forwards, not look back all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and get round the table and behave like adults. And the more I see of our political class, the less I believe they're capable of, of acting like adults. I think you've got a point there, Hugh, and I'm worried that actually people will turn around in a few years' time and say, I will not forgive you for that behaviour around that time. You did not lead our country at the most crucial time uh, that we faced since the Second World War, and you're all out. We're just going to tell you exactly what we think of yeah. you at the next uh, election. Do you think that that's a Absolutely. real possibility? Think, well, when you get a crazy vote uh, and you get someone like Trump in power, yeah. you know, I mean, because they come in and they promise new things or they promise things that the people think they want and, and, and in some cases do want. And you don't get, uh, I don't know, I don't know what you don't get. But, but you know, I also I mean, blame, I blame Theresa May, really, because she is at the very top of the tree. She's the prime minister of this country. It's down to her to lead the people through whatever the Red Sea equivalent is, right, and the parting of the Red Sea across the channel and say, right, this is what was voted on. This is what I want, and this is what I'm going to get. But at yeah, the moment, she's because she's shilly-shallying, she's trying to please, agreement. you know, one wing of the party one day, another wing of the party the next day, she's not showing any real leadership, so nobody knows what she's going to get. I quite agree. I mean, I, I personally think she should sack anybody that's standing in the way, uh, tell people exactly why she sacked them, yeah. uh, and put people in place that want to work for a, a sensible deal to leave Europe mm. and to look to the future. But none of them seem to have the uh, cojones, as, uh, as, uh, this is, as Trav Troy Deeney said. This, one is, one. this is the reason why she's still inside the non-European uh, pronunciation, though, <laughs> is it? No, it's a lousy pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> the word came into my head, the pronunciation didn't. Yeah. This is why she's still inside number 10, though, because nobody will challenge her for that very reason, that they know that they probably won't end up wearing the crown if they challenge her, because the party well, is so split. It's chalice, isn't it? I mean, the, anyway, it's, it's like the hospital pass of replacing Arsene Wenger at Arsene my beloved Arsenal. I mean, no-one wants the job because they know that the deal is probably not going to be what a lot of people expect. Well, I hope I mean, it's not I'm, going to take that long. I've been inside the sausage factory and it turns out I don't like what they put in the sausages. And <laughs> I'm very much of a case of that I think people that are really close to it think, well, you know what, I don't want to touch that with a barge pole. Let's wait for this to go, this moment to go. Let's wait for us to exit the European Union and whatever the deal is in the longer term, we will fix it then, not now. We've become obsessed, haven't we? Mm, absolutely. And, and, you know, and I, I think it's Mike, you said several times, you know, the world is not going to end no. the day we, we, we leave Europe. Business has got to carry on. Mm. People will find a way. The Irish don't want problems on the border, so they will find a way to make it work. Yeah, of course. And you because know, we know what the parameters are, as I said to, to Pat, you know, we know that on March the 29th, that's it. You know, it doesn't matter what you call it. It doesn't matter how it's done. That's it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, if, if we've got to be tough, and, you know, the, the, the one thing I admire Trump for is that he, he does call people out. He does draw a line in the stand and say, don't cross it. Yeah. Uh, and I, it, maybe with Barnier and Juncker, it's time that we, uh, we did a bit of that because they, they need us and we need them. I think that's the other important thing that nobody's really making enough of, and that is that the European Union is very annoyed that Britain is leaving because Britain is a vital part of their economy, a vital part of the whole organisation, and a massive uh, hole is going to be created when Britain leaves the EU. It's much worse for them than it's going to be for us. Yeah, a lot of them are going to have to start paying a lot more money and yeah. they don't like it. No, they um, won't. But whilst we've got the cards in our hands, you know, they, they want you know, a, a leaving fee from us, which is a, a huge amount of money and all that sort of stuff, um, we, we hold some cards and we need to stand up for ourselves and negotiate from a position of strength. But 
you know, they're, you know, our politicians are just so busy backbiting, sniping, wondering, worrying about their own careers. They're not actually doing the job they're paid for. And yeah. I fully agree with Katie. There's going to be a backlash. I Young think people so. are already not voting. Mm. Uh, you know, God knows what's going to happen. You know, in, in a couple of years' time to these people, but we need a generation of politicians to come through that are prepared to actually do their job and serve the people of this country. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Hugh. Very, very important point you've just made. Thank you very much. 0344 499. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 1,000. Talking of the game, um, the big story on the back of some of the papers this morning is that Rashford might start against Panama. I mean, to be fair, Panama aren't much good, are they? Uh, well, they're not brilliant, but obviously they've qualified for the tournament and we've seen what teams have done in the tournament. When you look at the how well that the home nation have done, I mean, they've played 70% above themselves, all those players. So there's no reason why the Panama team, because it's their World Cup final against England on mm. Sunday, won't, won't perform. I don't see it as a situation that Sterling is dropped. I see it as a squad situation. Sterling was fortunate to have started against Tunisia because of the form of Rashford against Costa Rica. Yeah. So there was a debate in the first place whether who would start. He didn't pull up any trees against Tunisia. If he had a done, then it's not a debate. It's, it's not a decision you have to make whether he, you play him or Rashford. But if I'm Gareth, then I look back at that performance of Rashford and I look what he does when he comes on as a sub against Tunisia and I think, yeah, maybe maybe we should change this a little bit. That doesn't mean that Sterling's not going to take any further part in the competition. You know, let's not make a big issue of this. And that's right. what we do. The worst thing we do as a nation is we're looking for the downside of everything, which to cause problems. So all of a sudden, all people who know Sterling and are in contact with him say, oh, it's all over the papers that you've been dropped, you've been dropped, you're sat and the other. You get it into your head. You, no, no. You know, basically, let's, let's have it as a situation. We took those players out as a squad in the first place. There's no guaranteed who would start, what positions they would be in. Let's just look at one game at a time. Gareth picks a team for that particular game and he's resting players rather than dropping them. And then who knows, if Ratchford doesn't perform 
brilliantly or Gareth thinks that he's a better option playing Sterling against Belgium in the third game, then that's the way it goes. Well, let's face it. I mean, it could be worse, couldn't it? I mean, taxi for Messi is the headline on the back of the Daily Mail. Germany lose their first game to Mexico. Brazil have yet to win a game. They're playing later on today. I mean, you know, actually, um, if you're an England fan, you've got a reasonable, reasonable reason to be happy, haven't you? Oh, without a doubt. That's why I couldn't understand the negativity about our performance in the second half against Tunisia. We won the game. It's tournament football and it is all about the result. The performance at this moment in time doesn't matter. Russia are playing out of their skin. Will they be playing out of their skin in the knockout stages? Who knows? Mm. You know, who knows? That might change. Will we get better as the competition goes along? If we'd started at the maximum and we'd have beaten uh, uh, Tunisia comfortably, 3-4-0, how would the Asteria be now? Mm. You know, we go into that game against Panama on Sunday where everybody expects us to win if we'd have won 4-0. Whereas now... It's a situation where we did okay. Mm. We were all right. We had to get a last-minute I mean, goal even to you win must, the game. You must admit that it was 89 minutes and you're looking at the clock going, this is 1-1. It's got run one written all over it. And then suddenly, a bit of a miracle from Harry Kane. Well, isn't that a change for us as, as, yeah. as an England team to score a late goal and have the players with the ability to score a late goal? It's incredible, though, because it's a set-play goal. I, I am a bit of a student in the game because I have to be because of what I do on goals on Sunday. Don't be modest, Chris. We, we know you're much more than just a student <laughs> in the game. When, <laughs> when I review games on yeah. a Sunday morning and when I look at all those set play goals, all these world-class coaches, right, hardly any of them have players on post. Mm. So... Th- Thankfully, yeah, what is that all about? Thankfully, Tunisia didn't have one. I don't know. I don't get it. No. I don't understand it in the Premier League when the goals are going in, mm. and I don't understand it at international level. And if you look back at all the set play goals from corners and everything, they virtually all go in near the post. And thankfully, Tunisia didn't have anybody on the post, and Harry with them neck muscles drove that ball into mm. the back of the net, and we won. And that's all that matters in tournament football, is that you get through to the next game by winning. Yeah, what's been the biggest surprise for you so far that you've, that you've seen that you weren't expecting? Mexico's result against Germany. That was amazing, wasn't it? Nobody saw that coming no. whatsoever. Uh, uh, you really I, funny thought... enough, I spoke to Tim Vickery last Friday night on uh, Talk Sport, and yes. he told me that he didn't think Mexico were up to much this year. So he got that wrong. Yeah, completely got it wrong. Mm. Um, but didn't we all? And, that, and and that's the beauty of football, isn't it? You know, when when you think, all right, I'm going to back then. It's an absolute certainty. I'll put five quid on and I'll get eleven quid back. No worries. Uh-uh. I'm afraid there's no guarantees in football whatsoever. And uh, you, you you have to admire. Admire their performance and and the way that they defended against Germany. When a manager gets his tactics spot on like that, it, it's an admiration, you know. Whereas if you're a Germany fan, you look at all their flaws and he didn't do this and Ozil didn't do that and he didn't do this. But yeah, if you look at it from the other side of the coin, which you've got to, both sides of it, and you see how well they did it. And that's why I, I thought Tunisia in the second half against England did brilliant because they stopped the space that they allowed us in the first 25 minutes of that game. So all credit to them for doing that. We then had to change to another plan, and we didn't have that change for long enough in that game. So that's the only thing that Gareth might look back and think, well, we got away with with it by scoring that late goal, but could we have done things Mm. differently before then? And because of the other results around the various different groups, has that made possible uh, progression for England easier in the sense that Germany may be in a different part of the draw, depending on how it all turns out? 
Well, it's like anything else. In tournament football, you've got to beat what's put in front of you. So I don't mind if we finish first or second in the group, whoever we have to, whoever we have to play. If we think, oh God, crikey, you know, we're we're playing Germany in you know the quarterfinals, we've got no chance of winning. Then the belief has gone. Let's just take each game at a time, see what see what we can do, and worry about whoever we get. Mm. Now, yes. I can bring you slightly up to date on the old uh, Pybury Corner. They've got one called Ox Cheek and Venison with Mushroom, which is called the Oxlade Chamberlain Sympathy Vote. <laughs> <laughs> now, they're getting closer then to the current squad. <laughs> they are. They're not, they're not too many. They've also got Jerk Chicken in Portagrave with the Cyril Regis. They've got the, Gonz- the Gonzalo Pigouane <laughs> pork apple and stuff, which is not bad. But, I mean, is there anyone that England left behind that you think should be there? I mean, Wiltshire obviously was a, uh, uh, an exclusion that a lot of people thought was wrong. Yeah, no, to be honest, I, I'm one of those that, you know, if I'd have been picking the squad before, I'd have probably, I know that this might sound ridiculous to a lot of people, I'd have probably taken John Joe Shelby, only because he's got wonderful vision. Mm. He can see passes like no one else. But the fact that he didn't take him, that's gone. That's finished with. Let's get behind the squad as much as we can. And then the performance of Henderson against Tunisia, he saw some passes that people didn't expect that he had in his locker. And so all of a sudden, he's come of age in the tournament for me. So he's that man now who can unlock uh, a, f- a few draws without using the key. So, yeah, I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy with what we've got. Delighted the, the, the way that they're all progressing. And the feel that you get around the squad, it, it's different. It's different. The only reason I'm not out there is I made my wife a promise in the stadium in Marseille in 2016 when the Russian fans attacked the England fans that I wouldn't go. But I've, I've, I've had a pact with her now that I wouldn't go to the group stages. That's what I said. She missed that, <laughs> she missed that line at the end. Well, Literally moving the goalpost. She'd be quite disappointed if you don't go now, won't she? Because, I mean, she's probably got some plans to actually enjoy herself while you're away. <laughs> you know. The 2018 Perrier Awards on Talk Radio. Yep, that's right. I'm back at the helm of the Perry Awards, where each Friday I cast my ears back over the week of the so-called independent (laughs) Republic of Mike Graham and pick out my very favourite moments. So let's find out who our lucky winners are this week. We begin with a brand new category to the Perry Awards, and that's the most lengthy named, most unnecessary excuse of a non-existent pun award that goes to Daisy McAndrew. And it's my favourite bit of the week when Daisy McAndrew insists on talking about Love Island, (laughs) which I still haven't watched since the first episode. Well... But it has, I would say it's it's had its ups and downs, excuse the pun. <laughs> our next what? Win, our next winner of a period is a certain cool, hip, in the know, Mike Graham. Mm. And he wins the Down With The Kids Award for his knowledge about the hippest bands. Do you know, Maybe we had itch. that guy in from uh, the band, what was it, Two, Four Bites, See You At Six, what was it called? You, you me, me At Six. You Me At Six, there you go. There you go. I can never remember the two, name. Two, Four, Six, Eight. Yeah, I can oh never remember God, the name. embarrassing. Well, You God. Me At Six is a stupid name for a band. A returning favourite now, the Best Impression Award. Unfortunately, there was only one entry this week, so the standard is a little lower than normal, but the winner is an amazing Julia Babry. Should we be welcoming Trump 
to uh, the UK in three weeks' time. If he comes, he might have a Twitter outrage and he might suddenly stop. No, not happening. We'll, we'll not Great be getting news. on Air Force One. Air Force One closed. <laughs> bad news, bad news. Somebody did tweet in. She needs to work on that a little <laughs> bit, you know, to be honest. <laughs> it's quite difficult, to be fair. So this show is number one in UK radio for uncovering the most exclusive news stories. And a perrier for the best revelation goes to the CEO of Gasworld, John Rackett, who revealed that only the most attractive animals get given carbon dioxide. You did mention on your radio earlier about how CO2 is used for stunning pigs and, and chicken, yeah. right? <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I missed that one. I must admit, um, I was quite taken by Mr. Rackett because uh, we, we started off by telling him that nobody had ever heard of Gasworld. What a great name for a publication. I wish I'd worked for it at some point. Is that something that I want to have, have I got news for you? Yeah, absolutely. So on the same story, Mike Graham wins the Aperior for the first world problem of the week for this dilemma. Uh, Neil says, all the years of listening to you on the radio, you've never sounded so alarmed over any subject <laughs> as the prospect of no beers at the shops or the pubs. Well, it's the World Cup. It's a proper crisis. It's a proper crisis. You can't not have beer during the World Cup. It's outrageous. Well, in, it's true, isn't it? You're in therapy over that one, Yeah, you? I could be. And whilst we're on the World Cup, Daisy mm. McAndrew steps up to collect another award. This time it's the Perrier for the oddest way to refer to football players. They've had to pull right. an advertising campaign. This is Russian Burger King okay. advertising, obviously, two Russians in Russia. Right. They had a campaign offering $50,000, mm. or the equivalent of, yeah. um, and a lifetime's free burgers yeah. to any Russian women who get pregnant by a, fo <laughs> by a football celebrity. No. I did say, what is a football celebrity? I did ask her whether TalkSport presenters might be included in that. Mike. Because obviously, you know, I don't mean me, by the way. <laughs> Why would you think I'm not even in Russia? I'm not in Russia. Okay. All right? All right, okay. Thank you. And our final perrier goes to the Kevin Pratt for Money Supermarket. He wins the For Want of a Better Phrase Award. Be expected to scrutinise the breadth of the market and identify that your price is so low that it must have been a cock-up at your end. Yeah. And if you want to hear more from this week, check out the daily podcast available on all good podcast platforms and at talkradio.co.uk. The 2018 Perrier Awards on Talk Radio. Very well done, Miss Perrier. I've eaten too much pie. You're getting much better at it. I was you know, kind of, though. you know, thinking, oh, I shouldn't have had all that much pie. I'm, I'm so trying full to go now. This. I'm really full now. I mean, why why did bring... you make me eat all well, that pie? Why did they bring? Because you have no willpower. <laughs> I have no willpower either. I'm even looking at them going, I can't eat anymore. It's your fault. But you kept I'm on still... opening up new boxes. I know. I know. I haven't it's even completely... tried the. Uh, there's a couple steak here. Steak and Stilton. I don't like steak the sound of that anyway. No, Steak Stilton's good. You've never had the Steak Stilton pasty. I hate stinky cheese. Do you not like stinky cheese? No. Why not? Because it's so English, aren't you? What do you mean, don't eat camembert? No, it's disgusting. What about, um, what's that one, gorgonzola? No. Horrible. No, don't eat any of that. What about a brie, a soft brie? No, disgusting. That's not stinky. Not interested, yeah, but it's horrible. So, no, there's some pies left for the rest of the team. They'll be very pleased. They will be. We'll give them to Jamie East because he's a vegetarian. You're cruel. There's no veggie pies there. He's only a recent vegetarian, I think. I don't think he's a very serious vegetarian. unbelievable. Cool. Yeah. You think? Yeah. He's Jamie, not cool. Jamie just, East is cool. You just think he's cool because you work with me. And, you know, compared to me, he is cool. But compared to me, everybody's cool. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.